listen to us, sorry. <laughs> um, welcome to uh, Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, where we discuss the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. You bet. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Helen. And today we're going to talk about our fun friend, mm. COVID. It's got to be done. Yeah, and obviously it's impacted our careers quite drastically, but we're trying to look at it in a more positive positive way yeah we did record this a couple of months back and um so you know just to bear in mind that things will be different than how we discussed at that time however it does appear that things are changing again for the worst yeah (laughs) get ready for that positive energy from alex but yeah it does seem that things are changing again so you know we talked about things as we knew at the time and uh we hope you, you find it interesting. You know, we've talked a little bit about what it's like to practice in your flat all the mm. time. How it feels to lose work. Um, how we're feeling about, you know, maybe potential career changes, what we're going to do in the future. And, uh, you know, perhaps maybe there are some potential positives that are mm. going to come out of this. I mean, to be fair, without COVID, we wouldn't be making this podcast. This is true. The world would have been saved. <laughs> Uh, this monstrosity crap podcast <laughs> so um yeah give it a listen see how you feel and uh we look forward to, to hearing your thoughts how are you doing al yeah fine we've had a couple of cups of good cups, cups of coffee yeah helen makes it very strong get you nice and awake for Delicious, today's yeah. for today's topics what are we talking about today um covid yeah and how it's affected us i do think it's important yeah um because obviously we've all been affected and obviously we all talk about it sort of yeah but we also all put on a little bit of a front or well, certainly i do i'm like oh yeah everything's fine you know tickly boo yeah well when we saw you you told us you preferred being in like a quarantine state yeah, that's and i was true. literally like <laughs> oh <laughs> that's that's an interesting i've really enjoyed not seeing people <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> like so good that we're friends but yeah i think you're right i think it's a tough time for everybody and it's a tough time for literally every every single industry on the planet. But mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. we working in music and the arts feel it in our sector. And I think the scariest thing about this sector is it's going to be one of the hardest to bring back. Yeah. And in whatever way it comes back, it will not be the same as we know it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we are going to have to change and adapt and, and transform. and Which could be really good and interesting and fun to finally like shake up an industry that could be a little bit stuffy at times yeah yeah um but yeah i think re-examining what it is that we like about being singers <laughs> is something that i have spent a little bit of time slash all the time uh during yeah lockdown doing yeah yeah i um, mentioned that yeah which has been interesting actually it's like oh why like what is it that i really miss about the career and performing and everything and is it the people is it the music yes it is the music um is it performing is it no, like it's not the people <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know and how how do you how do you structure your time without fixed deadlines mm-hmm. and stress mm-hmm. as in like a performance coming up stress rather than stress because i have no work huh. uh, <laughs> but yeah i found I have one thing to practice for at the moment, yeah. which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, so structuring my practice around that and taking this time to to think, oh, well, 
I don't need to worry about this. I can just, I have like six weeks uh, to work yeah. on a set number of arias. Yeah. And what am I going to work on? What do I want to really gain from my practice? Yeah. You know, I can manufacture the environment so it's a stress-free environment and a place that I enjoy practice. Mm-hmm. So I can set myself up for brilliance <laughs> every time. How's it been? Have you have you felt... Yeah, fine. Um <laughs> Normally it gets to about 5pm, I'm like, oh, still haven't practiced, got to do it now. Okay. Uh, which is annoying. That's interesting, so yeah, you put it off a bit. I totally do. And then when I do do it, I do feel a sense of relief having done it. Um, the career of a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that I great? I feel really stressed before I do it, and then I'm really relieved when it's over. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I leave it so late in the day. I mean, do you find you sing... I, I would say I, I practice in the morning because I'm fresher. Oh, really? Not like... 9am <laughs> I'm saying like 11.30 as in like I've probably done some exercise <laughs> so <laughs> healthy um, yeah I've done some exercise and then I will practice because I find personally like I flag in the afternoon no matter uh, what and then the evening is just no no I'm, you're drinking from like 4pm exactly so. <laughs> yeah the beers are out but yeah I, th- I think like you were saying you know manufacturing that environment that works best for you and for me like singing in the morning is it's preferable, but... I would never sing before midday. That's so wow. funny. Yeah, never. I hate that. <laughs> I think it's Just... different, though. I mean, if you feel it's best for you, then yeah, you do it whenever whenever you see fit. How have you found practising for something that is so far away? Well, I think that's why I put it off, because I'm like, well, there's no, there's no yeah, stress, there's no time pressure. I'm the kind of... I like having... A deadline. Yeah, a deadline and like mild to lots of amount of stress for that deadline. Yes. So when it's, you know, two months away, I don't yeah. feel that. So therefore there's no reason to be like, got to practice now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to get that done. So are you practicing at all just for like, are you learning learning new rap? Yeah, yeah. Learning five new arias. Gosh, so much. No, I know, look at right. you go. Um, that's actually all the arias in the counter tenor I know, that's everything. <laughs> or handle, don't worry. <laughs> I had to change my perspective rather than be like, got to learn this aria. I'm like, today I'm working on legato. Yeah. Um, which is something I'd never done before. Yeah. And I've, yeah, over the last two weeks, actually, finally, I've started really enjoying doing that. That's great. And really picking a specific focus yes for the yes, practice rather yes. than just like gotta do these which one should i start with today how do you find practicing in your flat or like at home are you okay with that yeah i don't know about neighbors <laughs> uh i yeah i don't mind it actually that's it's good. fine as long as i don't like the feeling that someone is listening so the person i live with hi ollie you know he is stuck in the bedroom like headphones in music loud so mm. that he doesn't hear me screaming away that's um, what he does, or th- is that what you ask of him? Well, I <laughs> sometimes he just wanders into the room and he's like, oh, just carry on, like, don't mind me. I'm like, no, 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 I mind you, get really? out. Really? I hate anyone being there. It's like, yeah. until a product is finished and ready and sure. polished, I understand. no one will hear it. Yeah. Because I am perfect. That's really interesting. I think it took me a long time to feel comfortable with Jamie mm-hmm. being in the flat, and I'm fine now. I, I know what you mean, though, about, like, walking in, because there's something about, like, when you create your space, this is the focus. And, and then when somebody comes in, you're like, oh, oh you've you, it. like, hello, no. <laughs> We've had a couple of situations where like, I've either been in the middle of something and, and Jamie will just come in and start asking me questions. 
And I'm like, no, not now. Like, caveat is that he's great, just by, by the way. I but, like him too. Yeah, yeah. But like, now he would like knock on the door and then be like, hey, can so I get whatever right. or do you need blah, blah, blah. But yeah, there, there were just a couple of scenarios where like, he just walked in. You just, for me, that it's over. I'm like, right. You know, we're, is... we're very similar, like wound up people. And I'll just immediately be like, too frustrated to keep going. I'm like, this, this was... I was in the zone and the zone is gone. I know where you're coming from. That is, that's really difficult. Also, I find that in practice, I'm really not thinking, obviously, about how I look. So, yeah. you know, it's like quite an intense bit and I'm huh? doing lots of fun physical stuff yes. to keep engaged and everything. And then Ollie walks in and I'm like, oh, I look like an idiot. <laughs> Just play it cool. <laughs> that's great that you do physical stuff. I didn't. I didn't realize I that's it. how you practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy <laughs> I it. Like, what are you doing when you? I do a lot of squatting. D- yes, for sure. Yeah, my legs hurt after practice. Wow. Yeah. I've... And what that is like keeping your breath, maybe. What do yeah, you... I. Well, that's the idea. Anyway. Yeah. So I start low, and then if I have a long passage of coloratura coming up, handle cantatenor, lovely. <laughs> um, then I'll slowly rise. Right. Obviously cool. trying to keep everything aligned, neckwise and everything, and not clenching anywhere else. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I found it really useful. Yeah. I love it. And then when I when I do need to breathe, letting myself like go back to the low yeah, squat yeah. so that so that the breath in is like a yeah, true like yeah, quick yeah. relaxation breath. Yeah, yeah. And then you're ready to start again immediately. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was actually shocked that I started doing that. <laughs> Thank you, COVID, for that. (laughs) (laughs) So you found like COVID's helped you hone in on a few technical things. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Because it's no longer practicing for like putting out fires. Yeah, but you've had college to practice for. Yeah, it's obviously different to you in that. Yeah, I've been at at conservatoire. Obviously, everything went online because of coronavirus, Mm. which yeah, it was a real, a real shift. And if I'm honest, actually, I. I think I prefer it. Really? Um, yeah, there'll, there'll be a caveat to that. But initially, yes, I think I prefer it because I've been able to set up my kind of routine in a way that literally works for me mm. at my best. So like, you know, rather than it being like, there's a class at nine, a class at 11, you've got an hour to fit practice in between then there's a singing lesson then there's rehearsals. And in between all of that, you're commuting there and back, and then you might have to work and your part-time job or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all those different bits and pieces. Whereas here, you're at home because you don't have a choice. <laughs> Lost a lot of work, so that wasn't as well done for having work to lose. When <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you lose that, so there's there's more time in that respect, and you're not commuting. You've lost that, so like mm. everything becomes quite focused. And for me, actually, it meant maybe not going to classes that I didn't feel I needed to Mm. and I have a real concern about that in my life you know it's like I have to be at everything I have to be present because I have to you know what if there's like a key piece of information that I miss but I suppose it's different for me in that there were more immediate things so you know a little online masterclass and so you're getting your rep prepared for that and similarly it was like weekly lessons or sessions or coaching so you had I still had numerous deadlines to me and so it meant you were kind of still working on that kind of I suppose high intensity environment yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed it I actually feel like I've come much further forward technically in the last four months than I have 
prior to that point in college mm-hmm. and I I don't know there's just something about like having that time and I don't know I felt less like oh my you know it's that thing where you go into college and you've got one hour in that practice yep. room and it's like I have to make the most of this one hour in the one room I could get today also you can hear everyone and everything yeah, yeah, around you yeah and and you know there are obviously there are windows well done but there is that thing of like people being able to see you you know doing a press up or whatever and it's like what, what am I doing but it's like I know I know I'm doing it for a good reason but I also know the person looking in thinks I'm so, absolutely oh God, mental right now yeah, yeah being home like I say although initially I was a little bit weird about Jamie being there you just get used to it Mm -hmm. partly because you don't have a choice um I think similarly to you I was nervous about our neighbors but I sent like our neighbors a note being like hello (laughs) I am gonna need to I'm gonna be annoying yeah and I was like here's my number anytime I'm annoying you please let me know outside the back of our flat there are lots of other houses and flats mm-hmm. and so if I'm practicing in the bedroom and the window is open they are just getting like full nine bells of yeah. that and uh, there was one day where like someone imitated me and that really knocked me off for a while like I, I didn't feel like practicing there I stopped practicing that day because I felt so self-conscious and oh, you know it's just a joke no I know I know I'd do the same it just, it was yeah. like, oh gosh, I'm really invading that person's space. And although I want to keep going, I don't feel I can do it in there. And I would rather, you know, mm. be in the lounge, as it were. Not as it were, in the lounge, <laughs> But yeah, I think college has been, it's been interesting. And, you know, I'm going to go back in September. I think it's, they're, they're going to try and do 50-50 online mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in person. So I'm really, like, curious to see how that's going to work. But, I, you know, I think like you were saying trying to identify what it is that you miss yeah totally and um i think trying to find ways of recreating that and i think the thing actually one of the things i really miss about making music in person is like you know those moments where you're like you look at someone while Mm. the music is happening and you're both in the same mental headspace yeah and it literally is like two seconds that for me is like the thing that I miss that it is not possible to recreate. Mm. Even if it's like a raised eyebrow, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or like, or- I, you're looking at the conductor and the, yeah, something goes wrong, but the conductor's chill about it. Mm. And he looks at you and he's like, oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, thank you. All of this is so fun and enjoyable and mm-hmm. live and real. That is, that is the, the crux of the thing that I miss. And also like hearing a performance live you know it's, it's not it's not like your favorite recording or whatever hearing yeah. somebody put their spin on it and literally knowing that you won't hear that again mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that that is that one moment or whatever also the difference between like a live show where you know something could go wrong any second yeah. not that i'm literally thinking that as i'm watching someone I'm... Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but you know there is a sense of like oh there's an energy yeah, yeah of course for sure. and how people will react to it as well you know you were kind of thinking about some of the things you've missed yeah i was really trying to identify it actually like is it is it the like being on stage in front of people that i really miss is it is it like the high afterwards mm. or the low after a really good show um afterwards that i miss and or or is it the collaboration with people and making those connections yeah and i still haven't quite decided i don't like i really don't miss I, I used to think I thrived off the stress before. Nice roll out there. I learned to do that over lockdown. Well done. Really? Um, you can roll your ass before? Not properly. I now I can that. go, yeah. listen to that. That's good. Hey, progress. <laughs> yeah, and actually, 
yes, I sort of did enjoy the stress and the rushing about before, but now that's not in my life, I'm much happier. And was the payoff good enough? Not that. But as yeah, in, yeah. was the high... Was it worth it? Yeah, was it worth it? And was I super proud of what I was doing musically and everything, really? Yeah, and it's just, it's quite interesting to think about that. I don't know, just, just moving inwards and looking inwards. And like how... Do you define yourself as a person by being like, I'm a singer, first and foremost, and then I'm Alex High? Yeah. Um, or are you like, oh yeah, I'm also a singer. And I feel like the danger before was that you're always like a persona, essentially. Yeah, and yeah. And not a caricature of yourself, but you're you're a performer. Yeah. And like, this is my life. And so, of course, it's going to be like that. It's like, mm, it doesn't have to define me as a person. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. I think if I were to try and identify like what it is that I miss, it really is for me those moments where like you work with people that have thought about the music and so have you and together there is that like, yeah, I don't know, that connectivity, that energy, whatever you want to call it. And like I've done a lot of ensemble singing and it is those moments where like everybody in the ensemble is ready for you and like you're all on the same page and there's just this like, buzz yeah crazy energy mm-hmm. and i and i that i miss i miss that feeling and even like if it's just you and a pianist but those moments where you are you're together and you feel like you both you both know the shape without yeah. having to say anything you both know the mm-hmm. way the music's gonna go and that's really i find that really special and for me that's probably the, the bit that i miss the most but i really agree with you like when i think about pre-lockdown I would have a headache almost every day yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember telling somebody that and they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah. By like 12, I've got a like, massive headache. Midday? Yeah. Oh, wow. So much coffee. It's so much stress, you yeah. know, I'm so stressed. But um, obviously we're not in that situation anymore. And I was like, oh, don't need to, don't need to be pushing mm. myself and everything around me. Maybe there's, there's a different way of doing it. When you do something calmly, you'll probably do it better. Yeah, be 100%. Yeah. yeah, actually, recently I've read about Pareto's 80-20 principle. <laughs> so fun, I know. Um, here we go. And it's about <laughs> how... Okay, let me phrase this correctly. Um, 80% of the time that you spend doing something, during that 80%, you only really achieve 20% of what you want to. Um, and conversely, 20% of the time, in that short amount of time you will achieve 80% of what you wanted to achieve so it's saying like um, essentially four-fifths of your time are rubbish Um, but (laughs) as in really honing in on why those four-fifths aren't super productive and why that one-fifth is really productive and before I was doing like five-fifths unproductive stuff and just like trying like getting by getting rushing 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 whereas now it's like oh no no I I have so much time. Yeah. So there's really no excuse. I think having this time, I find myself wanting to be in my old rushy mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And it, it, not necessarily wanting, it's more like it's just habit. It's in my, you know, genes. Honestly, start of lockdown, I was like, 7.30, I'll be up. For what? Uh, to walk to the sofa? Time okay. to twiddle my thumbs. Yeah, and, and you know, I've kind of worked out I need roughly 10 hours sleep. And it's like, what am I going to bed at 9.30? Like, She's pretty old, yeah. <laughs> Wrinkles. Yeah, it's like, why am I getting up so early? I'm not... And you're trying to reprogram your old way of doing things and kind of being like, okay, this is kind of a 
a new speed of life, I guess, a new pace. Also, maybe the guilt of not getting up and not, not being super productive. Yeah, I'm driven by, driven yeah. by guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about what you were saying, like things that you miss and like this new kind of speed that we work at in, in relation to my kind of college experience, I definitely think like, although it's not an easy time in mm. terms of people's mental health, but in terms of how I've been handling my college-based work, I do feel I'm in like a better and more stable kind of place just partly I think because it's like you're not rushing around like trying to get to this room and this room and this room and see this person and that person egging each other on as well yeah Yeah, and for sure personally I take things really personally Mm. and so it's like people might say things and that will knock me off and I'll have to go away and work through that and work that out and feel better again whereas obviously like not bumping into people means that doesn't not, happen yeah, and i'm in this like very safe little sphere of like i'm fine Love everything is fine <laughs> yeah i do think all those things have made a difference it makes you wonder you know will colleges change coming out of this i mean probably not no it'll like once the world goes back to normal college will go back to normal. yeah and i think you know i fear that the music industry has the potential to not change mm. but i'd heard that various orchestras if they like take a patch of work they can't take any other work within that given period because they're trying to create a bubble Uh, and so it's like say the LSO has a week-long tour mm. that's it that's all they can take this might be wrong now but at the time of recording (laughs) I believe this is correct that's quite stressful though so you can what if you get something better that comes up or not yeah you you might not even have the choice if you've signed that contract or you know you're employed by them or or whatever but the idea that you know your fo- your focus for that week though is that project mm. and um certainly i'm sure you would agree like as freelance singers we do a lot of zipping around oh and gosh. you know it's like you're at one rehearsal and then oh i've got another one and then I'm, I'm over here and i'm doing this gig and i'm doing this gig and it's like how many gigs can i fit in one week and it's like so the idea that perhaps you know this current time will mean that we take work in patches and our focus is on that that patch one. Patch. yeah and you know whether whether the system in the uk will become perhaps slightly more european in that respect in that it might be two to three days of rehearsal for three days of concerts mm, in mm-hmm. the uk or or maybe in europe i don't know as opposed to that kind of it's the morning rehearsal for the evening concert yeah grabbed time yeah and it, 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 i appreciate the finances and everything that makes this industry go around probably aren't gonna let that be possible but who who sure. knows there is right now this opportunity for that change and, and to to give i think the musicians like the chance to be a bit calmer a bit more focused mm-hmm. not that they're not focused but you know what i mean like they're not doing nine projects a at once things. and spinning all those yeah, plates of course, of course, um, of course and worrying about project x while doing project y or something I don't yeah know. i was gonna ask about um have you found like performing on zoom and things at college yeah <laughs> weird i think I'm somebody that gets stage fright quite badly. And in a way, Zoom has been like a good middle ground Mm -hmm. because although people are watching, like they're all kind of located in the screen. (laughs) And so if I don't look at the screen... They're not there. I'm just in my flat. You don't get as stressed as you would in like an in-person live performance, but you do still, there is still adrenaline and and managing of like nerves and emotion and then Mm -hmm, trying to mm -hmm. physically do what you need to do. So I suppose in a way I have, I've found that beneficial, like repeatedly going through that experience of like adrenaline, get ready, 
seeing something calm back down but on a manageable yeah i suppose that's something i'm really nervous about i'm nervous about when we eventually do return and like rather than it just being on a screen there everyone it's like 100 people and i'm literally like gonna lose my mind but um it's been interesting to like perform and like the camera is there but you're like trying to imagine performing in a larger space sure and then in a couple of the classes we've talked about literally like using the screen and using the camera and so like for different phrases you'll look directly at the camera to accentuate different points in the aria mm-hmm. and um i've enjoyed that there's something fun about that and and learning to kind of conversely therefore contain your performance literally to the size of the the screen you know it's within that small kind of space and so much more of it actually therefore means the face has to be the full kind of expressional yeah so yeah it's been interesting not necessarily how i would like to keep performing forever of course it sounds like you've made the most of it though i know it's not an easy time to keep practicing and keep working Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. when you you look at everything that's happening but in a way you kind of see this time as like time to work on perhaps like things you struggle with and i've i've tried to do that and i I guess we'll just have to see like what comes out on the other side of it and i think similarly it's given me time to look at other things i'm interested in read about stuff that i i'm interested in alongside kind of singing and like you know, I love to cook, so like been doing a lot more cooking at home, which has been really lovely. Shame she's not very good. <laughs> she's brilliant. I yeah, I just guess being a bit more static, you do have time to kind of just pique your interest in, in different areas. I know you were talking about like adding strings. To yeah. Your yeah, as in I've really enjoyed looking inwards. Yeah. <laughs> Something I'd never done before. Yeah. And I'd always kind of viewed it as like I'm perfect, you know, well, what's the issue? <laughs> I can just get through this. You oh, shock no problem. Me. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, I feel it's it's something that I'm, I'm sure all professions, but I don't know about other professions, but like singers never really talk openly, yes. or particularly openly about... Hence why we're here. Um, about issues they're facing or, you know, good experiences, bad experiences, everything. And, you know, we all, I, put on a front in rehearsals I'm bubbly and I'm fun and I'm the best um, <laughs> and then I get home and I cry um, <laughs> but yeah so I've been really thinking about this idea of talking about singing and thinking about singing as a much more holistic career and experience you need to be prepared for everything good and bad but as in Jesus. I feel like at music college you should be told, mm. oh, these might be problems that you'll face. Mm. Obviously not to put people off, but just to, you know, prepare people mentally for what could happen. Yeah. Um, and give them tools to accept difficulties. Yeah. Yeah, in that vein, I've sort of set up her website. <laughs> um, so proud. I'm sure you've seen it. Alexander Simpson, <laughs> lifecoach.com. Yeah, in order to be able to promote this openness and discussion every singer every performer essentially goes through the same things but everyone is like no 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 it's only me who's going through this everyone else is totally fine and the moment you realize that oh no actually everyone is in the same boat yeah especially at the start of the career yeah 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 it makes it so much easier mm-hmm. yeah so that's what i've been focusing on i think that's actually part of the reason we're exploring making this podcast i think as well i think both of us feel that the industry is tough Mm. and 
partly because it's your own career it can feel quite isolating because you know you are your product and giving it your best and you know somebody might get something that you went for or vice versa and but that is very much it's you and I think we can sometimes forget that everybody is facing those same fears those Mm -hmm, same successes mm -hmm. those same failures but yeah like you say there is a there is a reticence to talk about it because I think we are very keen to show ourselves as strong and successful and well put together and Actually, I, I also think, you know, in the age of social media, that has sped up. Rebelled. That yeah. I don't want to call it a facade because obviously there are elements of reality within that. But it does mean that you begin to see false images of, of people's careers, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that can knock you off. That can make you make unusual decisions, perhaps. And um, I think you're absolutely right to treat the singer holistically and the singer perhaps is is wrong even in saying that you know it's like we're we're people first and foremost (laughs) and uh we are social beings and social creatures and the idea that therefore we're embarking on this career and we're going to be alone in handling it that's sad yeah and it's it's counterintuitive because i think for lots of people they feel that they're best and they're happiest when they're able to like share experiences and be heard and understood Mm -hmm. and i think things like perhaps difficult colleagues perhaps facing rejections perhaps you're in a rut with your practice Mm -hmm, all of these mm -hmm. things you know it should be common discussion and yet feels very very you know can't admit that anything is wrong quite yeah and hey like we might be coming at this from a very unusual angle maybe everyone else is. yeah yeah nobody's talking to us that's the end of this podcast now um not quite sure that's the case yeah it's interesting the moment the moment i open up to someone yeah they they immediately are like yeah me too yeah it was interesting something you were saying earlier about like putting you put up a facade when you arrive on a project mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. arrive on a rehearsal i think i'm almost the other way and that i go like as myself but then i find it really weird because everybody else feels like they've got facade a facade on but then also equally like it can make me like more emotional if like things don't go how i want because then i'm like well that is literally just me (laughs) yeah just me and my core (laughs) they've cut me down but you know i and then i'm I'm trying to interact with other people but i'm finding there's a little bit of reservation there and i'm like why are these people so like cagey like i'm just trying to have a chat and like get to know Mm -hmm, but you know mm -hmm. it's like everybody handles it in different ways and you know nobody's right or wrong at all but um I would love for there to be a greater sense of openness within the industry. People, you know, to feel able to talk about, you know, things that have happened to them, good and bad. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right to do some work, like... Internal. Yeah. But just yeah. realise, like, what's important for you. But yeah, and I, th- I think that idea of, am I the singer mm. or am I Alex? Or, like, how can I can I be both? Or, like, is being a singer my defining feature and uh again i think that's another tricky question that, mm. that you have to ask yourselves but yeah I, I do think there's something about coronavirus that, that gives you this opportunity to do a little bit of inspection and to, to take some time inwards i mean personally at the start of uh covid i did a lot of meditation like you know we were talking like 45 minutes a day oh gosh yeah and in a way it's just some time to reconnect to slow down to you know recognize that you're here you're in this body and you are okay and interestingly like there are there are elements of that that i connected with like singing wise and just being like you can find this place of calm mm, and singing. um yeah. yeah and and like 
alongside that like there's more time right now to figure out like actually like how singing feels sometimes because I think you know we're so often like this piece of repertoire must be done in this amount of time Mm -hmm, and these mm -hmm, are the points mm -hmm. that I need to you know really hone in on and personally for me you know I've got a couple of months break from college and at the moment I'm just like thinking about like how certain things feel and like that sense of being scented and grounded and the breath you know is just completely working for you and like you know when that isn't happening like why isn't that happening yeah. for me and like what are the things I'm doing that are obstructing that really good sense of kind of yeah yeah so um working. I feel like I really veered off topic there and I really a little bit. I can't even Sorry, remember what the topic was. oh yeah at the beginning of lockdown yeah actually it was talking to a friend and they were like it's funny because now more than ever there's like a community of freelance performers yeah. let alone like oh I'm a singer versus an actor or something it's like yeah. everyone is in the same like yeah. screwed situation yeah so bizarrely now we've we found a part in a community yeah um, and there is you know people are talking more about it because you know yeah. every, everyone is similarly screwed but yeah. there was a funny feeling of like oh well you know I'm not the only one who has no work now. Uh-huh. Yes, I know, I know. There is something unusual in that. Yeah, something that used to really worry me was people getting work and yeah. me not getting that people work. People rushing and me not having to. Somebody said it to me once and I, I try to live by it and I never do. Just because somebody got something, that's not detracting from you. You know, that is a completely mm-hmm. separate event. But it's really hard to think that way sometimes because you're just like, oh my goodness, that is another opportunity in the small missed. world that I'm not part of but again another thing somebody said to me was about making your own opportunities so it's like right I didn't get that but is there something I can do that is something I'm interested in or like something that that gives me more opportunities as it were and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know I think for you this kind of life coaching idea or like approaching this singer from a far more holistic every element background is is you like exploring something that you're deeply interested in and you're and you're making an opportunity out of that and like so often you're like oh this person was so lucky because they met so and so in this and then they got that from that it's like you can also like create your own luck to an extent as in by just getting the right people there at the right time yeah you have a lot of say in that yeah and if you take a step back and think how do i want my career to look yeah like what path what do i want to say yeah then you can help guide yourself along that navigate the tricky waters (laughs) (laughs) what you're saying there about being out of control i think is something that so many people feel in this career because you know you're at the behest of the casting director you're at, you're at the behest of whoever is auditioning you and you're you're giving your best and and you're you know you're trying your absolute hardest and you're trying to make as much progress as you can but opportunities are literally so limited and mm-hmm. and particularly with covid in mind it's hard to know what opportunities are going to be here at the end of this who's going to be looking for new singers or new performers or whatever in, Will in this money yeah yeah is it yeah is it going to be a situation where we're all having to take unpaid work but yeah just thinking of those who see perhaps like the gap in the market so i was just thinking about chichi nuanaki who is the double bassist at the orchestra at the age of enlightenment but Mm -hmm. she is also the chief executive of the chineka foundation which provides opportunities to um black and minority ethnic classical musicians in the uk and europe and I read uh, a couple of articles that she wrote and uh, she very much talked about how, you know, the people within her foundation 
were not getting the opportunities and the recognition they deserved. And so she made the decision that she would make Mm, the mm -hmm. opportunities and since having started that foundation in 2015 I think it's been overwhelming I think the number of people that have auditioned and the families that want their children to be a part of it of and course. the artists that are performing yeah. in it and you know they've had their proms and everything and obviously that's one story and I appreciate that not every story is going to be that I had an idea and it was a success you know there's there's so much hard work and and pushback that that people face but I think like you were saying using this time to identify things that matter to you and you know if you're able to think about ways of building something for yourself or you know but that's not that's not for everybody i think that's just perhaps two perspectives that we have had during this time yeah agreed yeah i i know what you mean that there, there is like a scattergun approach isn't there yeah um, for, for sure but and also i think the crazy thing about coronavirus is that so many people's lives and careers are going to change mm -hmm. within like the space of a few months but like such a dramatic change and for some people they might choose not to work in the arts anymore and i think that's, that's great <laughs> get out of the way no, but like that's that's sorry <laughs> that's totally understandable because it is an unstable career but actually make another classic quote um when he used to work for the philharmonic orchestra david welton at that time mm -hmm. was the chief executive we had a coffee and he talked about the music industry as a pie <laughs> i love pie oh, yeah. but he basically was like the various organizations working in the music industry think they all have a slice of the pie and their fear is that when somebody else comes in their slice of the pie gets smaller and he's like but in reality we're like growing the pie that's not possible yeah but it is true in the sense of like just because i'm now doing something that doesn't mean you're doing less of your thing yes true there is theoretically room for everybody yeah i suppose i think like in you kind of moving in this holistic life coach way and in us kind of putting this podcast together you know there's room for it all if if we make it yeah that way and allow yourself to think of it that way yeah. as well yeah for sure oh nice pie mm, thanks like yeah i knew i knew you'd come around <laughs> knew you'd come around to the pie let's think of it more as like a ta-ta-ta but okay oh, you know, yeah. i mean at the time this comes out who knows where we could be with covid we might just all be touching each other <laughs> living the dream but um i do you know like we said at the start i think for the arts it's going to take time mm, mm. for things to come back as we might remember them but yeah it's about i think making the most of now mm -hmm. and like, deciding like what it is that we want when it does come back and how we can help it definitely how we can help it and i think something we're both we're both really committed to is generating some kind of openness within the industry mm -hmm. finding some kind of supportive community um i i you know i think we'd also hold our hands up and say we've been part of the not very helpful i think as a final point on this i'm really here for talking about like the pros and cons of this career and finding ways of us supporting one another as opposed to putting one another down and criticizing All one another yeah. yeah we are both very critical people mm -hmm. and mostly of ourselves yeah i think is fair to say i think that was yeah exactly what i was gonna Sorry. say like we, no no like we've we've been critical of other people but we're the most critical of ourselves and actually it's like incredibly stunting mm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i think like you say both of us having done some work are not interested in that being like the way our careers are shaped on like the fear of criticism yeah and so yeah i think covid is giving us time to think about seeing 
like what we want to see in this industry i think it's really exciting the stuff that you're doing now with this life coach uh approach yeah i'm i'm shocked with myself that i'm doing it to be honest <laughs> but i do i really love it yeah where can people check out your your stuff oh yeah so uh find me online on my website www.alexandersimpsonlifecoach.com yeah take a look it's very yellow i hope you like yellow <laughs> to kind of wrap up coronavirus is mad <laughs> mm, isn't it fun and it's definitely i think a really unusual and scary time but as we said like the kind of lack of Direction. knowing yeah, yeah anything in the arts is is scary it taking such a long time to receive any government funding was quite a blow yeah and up- upsetting to see but i think if you feel able there's kind of this almost i want to call it like quiet time mm. quiet time to to sit down and, and think about yeah what, what you, you love want. about the industry what do you miss about it what do you want when you when you get to come back to it yeah let's make it better yeah now now is the time to prepare not necessarily in like a totally mental way oh well always slightly mental come on stress but to just give yourself the best chance going forward and yeah build yourself up as much as possible so that when things do start again you're like yeah i'm ready fine yeah no probs yeah hey there'll be lots of mistakes and bumps along the way oh i can't wait (laughs) gosh uh that was actually quite heavy. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. We just listened to some of that and we were like, Jesus wept. Wow. Um, even like two months on, a lot of that actually remains really very relevant. Too relevant. But yeah, I think as we said, quiet time. Um, mm, I've learned more in this time over the last couple of months than my whole time pretending to sing. So, <laughs> you know, it's been really useful. I think definitely like... I know myself and like the things that I need to sing well or to perform well, I know far better. And I'm more, I'm more confident in, in like asserting those needs. Mm, So mm -hmm. just a quick story in the outro here. Mm. Um, the other day I had a coaching and, um, the coaching was due to start at 1215 and I booked a room, a practice room for the coaching, uh, 12 to one. And I told my coach, and uh, we had a short conversation because he was running early and he was like, oh, I can start at like 11.30. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Don't have the room. Um, I'll be in from 12. So then as I was coming into college, I dropped him a text and I was like, hey, I'll be in at 12. Um, I'm just going to warm up. So if you could give me 10 minutes, that'd be great. I'm in the room and I'm going through the process that I've learned here in the flat. So I'm sitting still. My eyes are closed. I was like listening to everything around me get a knock on the door mm. and it's my coach and he was like hi Ready? and he kind of looked at me expectantly and uh, I was like oh um and he was like oh did you want to warm up and in my head I was like well I did send you a text saying mm. yes I wanted to warm up and I was like yes um I think I would and he was like oh right so you want to warm up and I'm like eh, yes. yes and so I took the 10 minutes to warm up and I'm glad mm-hmm. that I felt able to be like I'm sorry like the coaching does start at 12.15, so I I have this time to prepare myself. Well, you want to make the most of it, don't you? Absolutely. But yeah, after that interesting story, God. we'll uh, shut up. Um, how would you like to uh, follow us uh, and send us some messages? Maybe how, how COVID has affected you and what you've taken from it, what you've not what you've lost from it no one wants to hear that but um, <laughs> but, but the good things that... <laughs> but if you do want to talk about that... 
also fine. That's okay as well. Um, get in touch via our website, which is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com. Yep, or you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Dressing Room Pod, and we're on Instagram, at Dressing Room Pod. You know, let's get talking about this. Mm. Coronavirus has affected the arts in such a massive way. We're all in it together. Yeah, 100%. Finally. We look forward to hearing from you. See you. Bye.